Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. Welcome back to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast, where we chat all things remote work, freelancing mindset, and financial freedom. This week, I'm very excited to welcome on my business partner, friend, and the full-time photographer himself, Mr. Josh Rossi. Josh found me on TikTok in May 2020, I think it was. He called me asking me to fly out to Utah to record online courses, and I figured, you know what, why not? Most likely he's not going to kill me. I'm willing to take the risk. So I got on a plane, I flew to Utah, and the rest is history. Plus, Josh has a very impressive Google presence. No, for real, Josh is a serial entrepreneur, photo editing wizard, has been in the likes of People magazine, and is a formidable side hustler who has more things going on than I can count. Hi, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, that was great. That was a very nice intro. I'm trying so hard to be serious right now. No, it's good. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I feel like I have you to thank for that because you're kind of the one that pulled out the the sales marketing side of me for our courses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At first you were like, I don't want to even say anything. I was like, say it. Yeah, you'd be like, you have to tell them to click here. And I'd be like, I can't do that. It sounds like spam. I was like, just tell them to click. I was like, just tell them to buy the product that you have to sell. (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you remember what video of mine did you find on TikTok when you were like, I'm going to call this girl? (laughs) Was there like a particular one? No, that's a great question. It was like, oh, shoot. I can't even remember. I don't know. It was just the red hair and it was Fiverr. And it clicked in my head. I was like, You're oh my like, gosh, this is this is new. This is hot. Like, who's who in the world's talking about Fiverr? You always think it's like this five dollar gig thing and that's it. But yeah. I was like, she's making so much money on Fiverr. This is crazy. <laughs> I gotta reach out to her. It's the new opportunity, right? Oh, totally. It was so good, you know. So <laughs> the brand was there, you know, you were already doing social media stuff. I was like, this is it, this is gonna be big. Yeah. So good. You know what? Okay, I was going to kick this off because I do with all my podcasts. I feel like everyone listening, they're either people who want to quit their job, they just quit their job and they're panicking, or they want to quit their job in two years. So I always kick it off by asking everyone, when did you like quit your job to work for yourself? Did you ever even work at a nine to five? I don't even I feel like I don't know your like back back story. I let me think, did I ever work a nine to five? I've never worked a nine to five. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) ever in my whole life and it's kind of weird because like i started okay so let me think here so going back it was like 2006 or something i I wanted to own my own business okay so my we were always in food and so my dad was always having me sell like i actually talked to him today when we were six he would have us go door to door selling pasta we would make like 300 bucks a day between me and my sister for him you know for the company like selling door to door and then we'd go get the pasta, deliver it anyway. So then when I was older, like I worked in restaurants, so it wasn't really nine to five. I mean, nothing against nine to five, you know, that's that's a nice stable paycheck sometimes, you know. But so I got into like sales jobs, I worked at restaurants. And then one of the worst jobs I had that helped me the most was I sold Bible videos going door to door 
and I would sell them in the mall too. And so I'd have to stop people, be like, hey, do you guys want a free DVD? And I'd be, you know, targeting, like that sounds terrible, but like I would be finding like moms with their kids because they'd be buying the videos. So do you want a free DVD? They'd come over and I'd have to sell them on a $4,500 DVD package. Like, you know, that's how I made my living for a while and I hated it, but then I'd do the same door to door, but I learned like so much about sales. The moment when I finally decided to like go do my own thing, I had to go get a job. So I went to Miami for school, came back. I had to get a job in construction. So still kind of like not nine to five, like once again, I'm not knocking that, but it, I was like, yeah, yeah. It, it was actually worse. You know, you say nine to five, like all my jobs were worse than a nine to five before I actually <laughs> did my own business. Like I had to wake up at two or three in the morning and go clean crap off of people's houses when their, their house flooded. I was, I did flood restoration and like knee deep in like poop and sewage and like, you know, I'd have to like mold, you know, I mean, seriously, like three or four in the morning, we get calls, emergency calls. And it's like, Hey, you got to go clean up a house. Like, no. Uh. So I would go and clean up, you know, did that for a year. And then finally I saved up $2,000. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go be a photographer. I kind of knew a little bit about it before it had done some of my own stuff. So I took that $2,000 and I blew the whole thing on a wedding show to get into wedding photography. And so I went there, it was like 1500 for my booth, another 500 for something. And, and I actually booked nine weddings out. So I booked, while I was there, I, I booked the whole year and it was like $40,000 worth of weddings. I was used to making like 17,000. So that was my first jump. And I was like, that's killer. That's awesome. The first, you know, my marketing actually worked. And so that's kind of what got me into marketing. And I was like, dang. So, you know, that's where it's at. So I'd start doing the weddings. And then after two years, it completely crashed because I didn't market. You know, the way I got in, I didn't really understand marketing that much. I kind of got lucky, I guess. And I remember sitting in my computer editing day in, day out. I was all about making my website better, editing my client footage and whatever. And my mom walked in one day and she's like, what are you doing? Like, you got to be marketing your business. And she actually had her own business. So she's like, you got to market. I was like, no, mom, people will come to me. It's all about client <laughs> referrals. They're all going to come to me. That's how it works. And I just like push yeah. it. That's how it works, mom. And I had to go out of business because I, you know, the last few weddings trickled out. And I was like, crap, you know, I got to market. And yeah, that's kind of like where it started. And then from there, I, I could talk about some of the most hilarious marketing that I've done. That just, yeah. it, it cr- makes me cringe. It makes me embarrassed. And it's like, literally, if you're not willing to be royally embarrassed and humiliated, I don't think you should have your own business or try anything new. Totally. Okay, I, I love that because I feel like all the time people will come to me and they want to think that they can have whatever any of this is without sacrifice. And I just feel like that's not possible. I mean, your story, it sounds like you have a lot more sacrifice than what I had. I just had two like crappy jobs by 22 <laughs> and then I quit and <laughs> I, I wasn't like scooping things at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Would you, would you like say, do you think like, do you think sacrifice is part of it or do you think someone can have it all without that? I mean, that's to, to have it all without that is like you're one of those rich snobby kids and then you don't yeah. want it. You don't want it anyway. You shouldn't want it because then you see how they turn out and it's like their their character suffers and they become. Yeah. I just saw the thing on Jeffrey Epstein yesterday, the documentary. Such you a, just saw that? I mean, I knew about him, but I was like, maybe I should watch the documentary. Like, and it's disgusting. What a disgusting human, you know, like yeah. 
like that's what happens when you get when you're just like a nasty human like you just yeah so so i think i think sacrifice i think the whole idea of a business i say that it's the best learning experience for character that's ever existed you know Mm -hmm. because you're always pushed to sacrifice something you're pushed to the next level to learn something new you know it teaches you like a million things and so like I had sacrifice, but you had sacrifice, but then there's other people mm-hmm. that had way more sacrifice. So it's like mm-hmm. you just have to be willing to to just like get punched in the face and feel <laughs> humiliated and yeah. like no, actually. you know, literally be in tears because you feel lost and confused and your business isn't going well. Yeah. I, I think people, you know, they never see like the failures or the humiliation behind the scenes. They only see the the monetary figure online. So they don't understand like what went into it. Cause that's what that's what I'll get on my stuff where they'll be like, she's lying. I'm like, bro, I've been doing this for seven years. Like I didn't just claim that I woke up and make this money, but you aren't going to go like learn that. Yeah. And, I think it's because people don't see that part of it. Also, can you tell the story about the van that you bought or whatever you bought to go drive to the oh, photo yeah. studios to get the job? Like, guys, listen, this is how badly he wanted this. Okay, go. It's hilarious. Well, so I so I'll talk about some embarrassing things. But yeah, this one was this one wasn't like embarrassing, but I I loved it. So I I created a bus. I bought like a two thousand dollar bus. I put another two thousand into it to renovate. For some people, that's like a lot of money. It was like yeah. four or five thousand dollars. I borrowed three thousand. I borrowed five thousand from my dad actually, so I didn't even have the money. So I had to borrow that money, and I basically wrapped the bus with my photography. You can see it back here, something similar like that. It was cool. Mm-hmm. I made you know the interior was my studio. So basically, I wrapped this bus and I made my office the interior. And I went to I moved to LA with my wife because I was like, okay, that's where the opportunity is. That's where all the photo shoots are happening. And so my first type of marketing, I was like, how do I get in with, you know, anybody? So I would park my bus in front of ad agencies at like at lunchtime and then at dinner time or right after they got off of work. And I just park right in front and I'd be working out of my bus, literally sweating bullets, <laughs> nasty, wet shirt in the hot California sun, 90 degree weather and uh, or whatever it was. And I didn't get any jobs from that, but it was funny. <laughs> I did yeah. that multiple times. And I, I actually had, I had no place to park my bus. So I had to park it in the day and I had no place to work because LA was so expensive. We had a tiny, tiny house. Yeah. So I, I parked it in a storage unit and then I would sneak into the storage unit and sneak into my bus and work out of my bus. And it was just that, that was like my office it was a storage unit where I was part. I was, I wasn't supposed to be working there. So another hilarious type of marketing. Well, using the bus is we would drive past Best Buy on Black Friday when there was like lines of like 10,000 people or whatever. We'd drive by with loud music and I had the ad on the side of my bus. I mean, so embarrassing. Like, believe me, it was just my friends cringe when I talk about it. You know, I went to the Apple store one time and I opened up my website on every single computer and hoping that somebody would come in to see my stuff. I left. So 30 minutes later, I came back and they were all changed back to the normal screens. And so I, I went and changed all of them back to my website, hoping somebody would see them. I mean, just like, you know, like freaking, I tried so many different types of marketing. And I think you need to do that. You need to try stuff. You know, it's like people are so scared to, to try stuff. They're always in their head. That's the problem is like, you're always in your head. Yeah. And there, there's a process of like, 
you're never going to be 100% right when you start, like ever. You're going to waste money. You're going to waste time. Mm-hmm. You're going to sacrifice a lot. But that's, that is just the, the way of doing it is like you are going to start at the bottom. Like you're not going to create this going into Photoshop your first year, you know? No. I mean, maybe, but like your no. first day, definitely not like that. So it's always going to be crap. It's always going to suck. It's always going to be hard. And people are trying to get around that through, through thinking about strategy, you know, but the reality is you just have to go do it. You just have to go take the first step, try some, you know, stupid marketing Mm -hmm. idea that you had, try some stupid Mm -hmm. business idea you had, get made fun of. The worst is like when you're trying to learn a new language, everybody makes fun of you in that country. Like I, you know, I've learned Spanish and Italian and it's like every time people make fun of you. It's yeah. just what it is. Like you suck at the language and it's embarrassing. You say things that are like, hey, I need to go to the bathroom. But you're like, hey, I just crap my pants. Can you hand <laughs> me the, you know, the fork? And people are like, oh, that, you're, you're an idiot for saying that. Yeah, I, It's humbling, I think. I mean, I feel like, I don't know. What do you think? I feel like it's like a pride thing that people have. They kind of think too, not too highly of themselves, but it's like a pride thing that they don't want to put themselves in a position where the, they will be embarrassed because they think that everybody cares. You know, what I learned, like, in my 20s, I'm still in my 20s, everyone. I'm not 30. I'm 28. Right now, what I've learned is nobody gives a crap about you. No, Nobody cares what you're doing. Nobody cares what shirt you're wearing today. Nobody cares that I'm screaming out a microphone right now. Like, nobody really cares. So once you start realizing that, I think you are feel freer to fail when you realize like totally. nobody's sitting there with a microscope. They're like, look at Josh failed again today at 3 p.m. We got him. Yeah. Like no one cares about you. And I don't know how to tell people that without it sounding offensive. <laughs> well, even even well, here's the thing like that. I think that is the reality is that people don't care about you. But even more powerful is you being able to control yourself and your emotions that even if you get that criticism you can keep moving forward that's the that's that's the more powerful place because it's like maybe people do make fun of you you know like maybe they do care and they do make fun of you, which probably isn't the case you know everybody cares about themselves but if they did care are you strong enough to keep pushing forward so it's almost like just just accept the criticism accept Mm -hmm. that it's embarrassing you know here's the harder thing is it's 100 about pride because when you are successful, and this actually happened to me a few years ago, I built this massive, this big business, and it literally went under within a matter of like a couple months. Like something changed on Facebook, algorithms, this, that. Mm-hmm. We ran out of money, I had to fire employees, and we went from, you know, like multiple high five figure months to like four to $6,000 a month, barely scraping by to pay for our expenses. And that was happening for six months. And so it was, it was super humiliating because it was like, I was like, had this big business. A lot of people knew me for this big business. And then behind the scenes, it, it was crashing. And for me, I was like, it, it was just really humbling to, to go and like reach out to other clients and be like, Hey, can I come? Can I, can you hire me for like some like video stuff you know and i mean that that's humbling like when you're making when you know at that point i made like two and a half million dollars or something to to making Mm -hmm. like a lower sum of money and start from scratch i'm super grateful that that happened to me though like 100 percent. if that didn't happen i wouldn't be into the stuff that i'm in today i -hmm. wouldn't have the attitude towards money and towards business i wouldn't be good with my money like so 
that being said, as crappy as I was, everything I feel happens. It's not that like it happens for a reason, but if bad stuff happens to you, you can turn it around and make it a good thing, you know, because a lot of bad stuff happens to people that they don't have control over. And and it's like you could turn to depression, you could turn to like bad stuff, drugs, whatever. Or if you turn the other way to good, it will turn into good. You know, there's a potential to turn into good. Yeah, it's like the difference between a victim and a victor mindset that either you accept that you are in control of how you react to what happens to you versus the people who just think that all these bad things happen to them and it's super unfair and life sucks. And that's the difference, I feel like. And that all the like haters I'll get on my social media are definitely people stuck in their victim place. But I mean, I feel like everybody has a chance to kind of rise up to the victor place. It's almost like only God knows when that's going to happen for them in their life. I feel like it's kind of like you can plant the seed, you know, and like say, hey, it's actually better. if You aren't a victim, but you have to wait for them to take it. This is just a really funny comparison. I was changing and it relates to this, I promise. Okay. So, well, you, you know how like sometimes... Like almost all the time, you always want stuff right now. Everybody wants stuff right now. Yes. Do you want success? You want this, that, good relationships, whatever. You want it all now. I was changing my baby's diaper the other day and she was like kicking like crazy. I was trying to like take take her pants out so I could then change the diaper, but she was kicking. She wanted the pants on or off. I can't remember. And I was like, just stop. Like I'm there's a process, you know, there's a process. Yeah. I need to change your diaper and then I can put your pants back on. But she like I think she wanted her pants back on. That's what it was. And she, she was kicking and then, you know, I was like, this is a mess. And so I kind yeah. of had this thought that like a lot of times that's what we do is that we are getting the, in the way of ourselves when we try to rush things. And, you know, God has like a purpose for us and a plan or even just just your life path has a plan. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times we're kicking and screaming when it's like, look, it, you can't put on the pants yet because you don't have your diaper on. Like, yeah, you know, sure, put on put on your pants without a diaper and see what happens. You know, but it's like, yeah, that's 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 a really good analogy. I like that. Are you gonna make your kids go door to door and sell things when they come of age to build character? <laughs> I'm actually curious. Probably, yeah. I, I definitely want to get him like in front of crowds to speak because I think that's yeah. the most important. You know. Like That's where, cool. where they can speak and feel confident in front of crowds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really good skill to give them. I was going to ask you, like for the parents listening to this, do you think like being an entrepreneur and running your own businesses, do you think it in a way can make you a better parent or not a better parent, but it, since you create your own schedule, do you feel like you're more present in your kids' lives than if you didn't do that? Yeah, totally. And it can like, get out of hand. It took a few years yeah. to figure out, but like. I mean, I'm here, and if my daughter comes in and she wants me to see a design, like, I'll stop, and I'll look at the design, be like, that's so awesome, you know, and then I'll stop for lunch, and I'll go, like, hang out with them, and then come back, and, you know, so, I mean, it's good. Some people take it to the extreme where they, like, I don't know, like, the entrepreneurship goes to the extreme, and they don't take care of their family, you know, like, as, as a man working, I mean, as well as a woman, like, you're providing, you're providing, but it's much more than, like, providing money you know it's like you got to provide in multiple ways like emotionally like mentally like physically like there's so many ways to provide and everybody just focuses on providing money and that that makes for a super unhealthy 
relationship. Like, yeah, like money, money is like, I mean, it's super important, you know, super yeah. important, but, but it's like feeding yourself one vitamin for the rest of your life. Like you're going to be a freaking scrawny person at the end of your life, you know, and like, cool, yeah. you survived, you survived. That's great. But like, you yeah. look pretty scrawny and bony and pretty nasty. Like nobody wants to be around you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think if you only have one vitamin your whole life, that'd be kind of scary looking. No, well, that, I, I that's what like, money is. You know, it's like, I know. No, I mean, I, you know, all the studies show that basically like every problem happening in our country and probably around the world can all be traced back to fatherlessness. <laughs> Sorry, this is kind of like off topic, but it made no, it's me think interesting. Everything can be traced back to that. And even it's more, it's more damaging to kids to have fatherlessness than motherlessness. Isn't that nuts? Like as far as hmm. how they're going to be as adults, obviously the moms are hands on whatever when they're kids, but fatherlessness pretty much has contributed to like everything that's going wrong in our country. So I feel like I want to like promote this lifestyle, you know, entrepreneuring, side hustling, freelancing to people and to fathers to be like, yo, like you can be home and make money provide but then you can also tell your kid like hey nice picture and you can like go eat lunch with your kids yeah and i, I feel like it could like i don't know like fix help fix whatever's the matter a lot totally, of things totally totally <laughs> and i i think i think it it yeah 100 percent fatherlessness is huge i think it goes deeper than it, it's like you got to look at why why fathers are acting a certain way why yeah. they're focused too much on work why they're you know leaving their families like it, it's i i feel like it's a lot to do with controlling the man you know like controlling that beast that i think is more prevalent in men than women is like this this natural beast that that just happens it's like mm -hmm. it's like you gotta control that you gotta control passions you gotta control your thoughts and a lot of people don't do that Marvel they don't that. yeah they don't think it's they don't think that's a thing and so you know, if you just give in to like all the passions of the world, you become a freaking, I don't want to say Jeffrey Epstein, but you know, <laughs> so I just, I, that's I fresh tell, on my mind. <laughs> are you like shook from that right now? Cause that, I, it that was guy, so dark. It was so dark. Like I, yeah. I didn't want to finish it. I watched two episodes and it was just like, Oh yeah. Disgusting. I don't Demonic, know. satanic, it, like totally beyond evil. Some of that stuff. I feel like I was like naive too until I learned about all of that. And I realized like, wow, I'm so naive to like what evil can actually occur in this world. Cause my brain totally. would never think that up. Totally. So I was just like, what the F like, this is scary that there are people this messed well, up on this planet. That That's what got me too. That's kind of why I wanted to watch it is because like during the pandemic, you just stay home. You don't go out. Like you yeah. don't even meet that many people, you know, and you kind of like, like if you're from a bad neighborhood, then that's in front of your face all day. But like, I'm in freaking Salt Lake City, Utah. You know, it's yeah. There's, there's not much bad that happens here. I mean, I've been around the world and stuff. But like watching that, yeah, exact same thoughts. Like this is this is crazy how people can do that. You know, but it's interesting because like it talks about his early life, how he was just a massive yeah. liar. Like, yeah, like he's just all about just trying to get. He was selfish. He was a liar. You know, and then he probably had no thought of like raping a bunch of people, molesting wasn't his girls. Dad, wasn't his dad? Didn't his dad beat him? Or like, wasn't there a generational trauma that went on? I'm not wasn't sure. I didn't. I didn't finish. Oh, it. you didn't get there. Okay. Yeah, I, I was like into learning about all of that like a year and a half ago because I was just like, <laughs> I need to know more about this. <laughs> so I was, weird. I was 
I was like interested in Ghislaine that there mm. was like a woman involved with it because it's like yeah, women was... do a lot of crappy things too, but you don't tend to think about them being involved in sex rings kind of like the same way you do a guy. Like a woman would be like putting poison in coffee or whatever women do. So when she came out as having helped him, I was just like, what happened to this woman <laughs> in her life? It's that, super messed up. Yeah. Super messed up. You know, I, I think that that's like part of the whole discussion of success and side hustles and business yeah. because it's like it's like when when it's unrestrained unrestrained power like where do you go next if you don't yeah. have a good foundation and people want to skip the foundation and they just want to go to the success but if you have an unrestrained power mm -hmm. like look at what happens and that's not that's not a one-off crazy case like no. like there's all through history even you see it all day long. I don't even have to show an example, yeah, but it's yeah. like unrestrained power leads to evil. It leads to misery. It leads to a life of just that, that sucks. Mm -hmm. That's just dark and miserable, you know? So it's like people can't skip past that suffering sometimes, you know, like they shouldn't skip past that suffering when, and sacrifice and trying to start a business and like not yeah. having any money and, you know, and it's hard and it sucks, but it's like, that's, that's going to build your character. You know, you're building a character, you're building a family, and then you're building a business. You know, it shouldn't be like, I'm building a business. Like, what on planet Earth does that even mean at the end of your life? Like, yeah, nothing. Like, look at Steve Jobs. Like, he built this whole empire that's, you know, it's awesome. It's helped humanity and whatnot. But, I mean, he goes out of this world. Like, what does he have? Like, he doesn't have any of that. Zero. Yeah. He spent his whole entire life doing yeah. that. I think about that a lot. I think about that a lot, too, when I'm with people who are frugal in nature and obviously if there's if i'm with someone that i know doesn't have a lot of money or whatever i would never say this it's people that i know have a lot of money and they want to kind of hoard it a little bit and i just always want to say to them you can't take it with you it's not mm -hmm. going with you when you get to the next place and you know he doesn't care what what you did with that so mm -hmm. i mean i guess he cares if you did good things with it or bad things but I always say you can't bring any of it with you. That's why I don't care about like material goods. I'm just yeah. like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. And it and it's if you build your foundation good, it's actually a principle of like success in general to and th this is after after that experience where I lost like this whole business and it, it happened a few times. I started looking at money differently, where it was like, you don't need the fancy car. Initially, I grew up, I wanted the fancy car and the fancy house. So I bought the fancy car, you know. Yeah, I bought a nice house and, and I just realized like after a little bit of time, it's like, I don't really care that much. Like I just need a car that works, that's reliable. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I mean, it's this idea of it, your, your money should be used to create freedom for yourself and for others yes. and, and exactly. all the gadgets and all the crap that you buy with it. Like, sure, you can buy stuff. It's not, you know, I'm not saying it's like bad to buy nice things, yeah, yeah, nice yeah. things. but like you're not going to take it with you. So think about that. Your car is going to, you know, be worth yeah. nothing in a few years. Exactly. Yeah. Guys, this is what we talk about when we break in between filming the online courses. <laughs> I feel like we, <laughs> we have very like philosophical conversations about oh, totally. world and God and money. All right. I'm going to ask you right now, how many side hustles do you have going right now? Cause I feel like every time I see you, you started four new businesses. No, it's hilarious, actually. It's hilarious. I want to hear that. So, so I have a photography software. So I have a, a, a website builder 
that I'm about to sell. I have an online course for photographers. I have a business course and those are separate. Those are, people think it's one of the same. Those are separate. I'm doing mentor camp. I'm doing, I have another software I'm working on. I have another fitness app I'm working on. Mm. I'm working on a farm thing, you know, glam wedding venue. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the farm thing. The farm thing. And then I'm working on one other. I had it in my mind, but I forgot. Anyway, eight slash nine. Actually, no, another one. It's a supplement. <laughs> I was going to say, what about like, aren't you, or I guess your wife's doing the cookies. Are you guys like doing some yeah, food stuff? We, we, we were trying, but that was a lot of work. We're doing another food thing. Okay. A food thing. Ten. I mean, not, not to brag because it sucks sometimes trying to like, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, I know. I feel like you have more than that. I feel like you, ten I mean, maybe I, like right now. I, I probably, I, I bundled mentor camp into a few things. That's mainly what we're doing. You know, I have like a few other people doing that, like, uh, you know, on the side. Then, oh, 11, a photography thing. I'm still, I got to shoot this week actually that I'm doing. Oh, and then another client. So it's. 12. Okay. So everyone right now listening to this is going, how do you manage that? What, I mean, are, your time, what you are your time management secrets? I, I don't think, I mean, we're like glorifying it. Like, I don't think people should have that many. My, my strategy, my mindset going into it is try, you know, a lot of people like just go for one thing and like put all your time into that. I'm like, sure. As soon as it's working, as soon as you see it yeah. exploding and working, then do that. But my, my mindset is like, first of all, diversify your income, which is great. So I have a few thousand coming from over here, a few thousand over here, a larger chunk over here, you know, so it, it's kind of all over. So if I lose one, I'm, I'm still yeah. fine. So that's one principle. And the second one is, so maybe like four or five of my side hustles are bringing in money right there. The other side hustles are bringing in less money, but they're more of like discovery where or there, there's a few things, there's some software that I'm working on. So there's one, it's, it's really killer. It's like some financial software. Another one's this fitness app, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I'm the marketer on both of those and it doesn't take much time. It's like, it's like we're in development mode. And so I've outsourced a lot of the stuff. I do a lot of the marketing. I have partners. And so they're in charge of development and then, you know, design and that type of thing. So it's like, you know, I've kind of managed my time like that where it's like the most important stuff that's making me money i focus on that the other mm -hmm. stuff is on the side and it's it's like okay this could be a long long game but the second i see something explode even more like maybe it's you know like for example mentor camp did start doing super well it's like crazy let's put all of our time into this you know so i kind of yeah. put a few side hustles i stopped doing like my photography software a little bit and my other course and it's like this is where it's at i feel like the course idea brie came up with taxes and benefits and retirement and all of that for freelancers i feel like that would be a really good course i keep thinking about it totally so totally i'm up for doing one. i'm up for doing more you know i think people want yeah. more like yeah yeah good information okay as we wrap this up what would you say to a person listening to this right now who wants to break free be financially free have side hustles find their everything and they just can't take that first step. What, what would you say to them? Look, it's about learning a skill. You cannot make money without a skill, you know, unless you get super lucky or whatever. But I mean, the majority of people, you need to learn a skill super well. One of the best pieces of advice I ever heard 
initially I thought was a bunch of crap, but I realize now it's like super wise is become the best you can at one skill. Like Mm. if you have time, do multiple skills, but it's like become the best you can at one skill. When the person said this, it was this this really high ranking guy that was very successful. I was like, that's that's just silly because like I want to own a business. I disconnected owning a business from having a skill. And that's that's not the case. You can't bullcrap your way in a business to to money. It's never going to work long term. You yeah. need a skill that you can rely on. And mm-hmm. so people are like, I want to make money today. I want to do this. That it's like spend even if it's like two years becoming like so crazy good at a skill, then anyone would hire you. For example, I I started a software. So you don't have to do it traditionally. You don't have to go through school or whatever. Just educate yourself. Take online courses. That's why we created Mentor Camp. You know, it's because yeah. like I want to educate people. So it's like take online courses. I would say look at people as not a scam, but look at them as I wonder if they have something good, some good information. You can always yeah. get a refund. That's the the approach that I took. I've bought tons of courses. The ones that I think suck that I don't get any inf- information from, I get refunds. I haven't lost a thing by having that mindset. So many people are like this is a scam. She's a scam. It's like, just, just shut up. Like you're going to stay in that position for the yeah. rest of your freaking life with your friends that are so negative telling you that everything's a scam. Cause you feel like yeah. everybody's screwing you over. Sure. People want to screw you over. It's going to happen. Just accept it, you know, but go with somebody that's going to give you a refund for a product and buy it and learn and then learn that skill. And then just, just, you know, keep working at it. You know, it's funny. I did that without even thinking about it. At 22, I was like, I'm going to just become the best at freelance writing that I can possibly become. I'm going to obsess over it. That's, I had no, I, I had no like preconceived like idea of why I just decided to. And now today, you know, I might have all these different businesses and opportunities and all this great stuff. But at the end of the day, I still fundamentally have the skill of freelance writing, which is like really comforting, you know, for you, like photography and editing. It's like, I know if all of this crashed and burned. If you disappeared in Antarctica or something and mentor camp crashed and and everything exploded and went away, I still know that I can start anew. I can start again. I can call up a business and say, I'm going to write you an amazing press release. And totally. that is like the ultimate security. See, the ultimate security is not based in other people or a job or even your, yeah. your freelance. It's based in skills. That's ultimate security. You know, like as I was building. So years ago, I started building a software it was a website builder for photographers. My friend said, don't do it. It's too hard. Like it's going to suck all your time and money. And it did. I mean, hundred percent it did. And I, I'm like, yeah. I don't want to do that again. But I, I literally learned a, a skill that could make me probably like 80 to a hundred thousand a year. No freaking brainer. I could walk up and be like, I built this or I know how to do this. Will you hire me? It, it's one of the hottest jobs is called QA quality assurance for software. At the mm. base level, I learned project management. I learned quality assurance, a ton of other stuff, UI, UX yeah. design. So like just by going through, you know, how early we were talking about, just go do it. If you sit and wait, you're not learning anything. So no. just by doing something and going through the crap, you're actually learning. You're, so that's sort of that should be your mindset. It's like you're actually learning how to do these things as you're sucking at them. You learn yeah. all the downfalls and yeah. you're slowly going to get better. And then and then you can pitch yourself like like for photography, you know, like, for example, I, I haven't done photography for a while now just because other businesses and whatnot. I just got a job from Disney that I'm doing this week. And it's like, nice. that's a high paying job. I'm not even to brag or anything, but it's like 
that's yeah, yeah. that's like a si- total side hustle because I have a skill. I'm able to charge a lot of money for that and produce, you know, a killer image. But it's like, you know, that's just diversifying your income because of the skills I have. Then I have a client that's like, hey, I need some marketing. It's like, cool. I'm learning how to build houses now. So it's like, oh, cool. I can maybe, you know, worst case scenario, I could become a freaking contractor. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, that, so anyway. that's it. That's it. And I, I feel like it's in a way so easy, you know, it's like, just go take one online course, go take an online course in like SEO or something yeah. and you're set for the rest of your life. But it's just that initiative that people don't want to take or they're not ready to. So I guess that's why they're listening to this today. Yeah. All right, Josh, where can people find you and work with you and I don't pick like three of your things. <laughs> just uh, look, let's do at Josh Rossi photo on Instagram. Okay. Or Google Josh Rossi and then all my there. You go. There. Okay. All right. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me.